And I, I have to ask, Shane, what is it lately with the white man? You're like, the white man is doing <laughs> Where Where is this coming from? I don't know. I'm just <laughs> mad at the white man, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm connecting to my non-white heritage. Ah, nice. Which is only oh. like, you know, 3% according to my <laughs> DNA test, but it's there. <laughs> what What are you 3% of? Oh, I'm just bullshitting. I think it's 100% oh, well. white. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to pull it up. It's different kinds of white people. There's some French. There's some Nordic. There's some Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> They're all white, though. <laughs> it makes me wonder, though. I'm like, both sides of my family are like, oh, we got Cherokee. We got Native American. Like, where's it at? Yeah. So it's just... It's just bullshit. I think because, you know, my my family said the same thing. I think it's just one of those old Southern things <laughs> where it's like, oh, no, you know, we got a grand, great, great grandmother. She was Cherokee princess. I tell you what, I've heard that. Like people told me I'm related to a Cherokee princess and I'm like, all right. Do, do Native Americans have princesses? Probably not. <laughs> I don't think they do. I don't think so. I don't think so. So, anyways, are y'all ready to get started? Yeah. JST. How are y'all doing tonight? Or this morning? Or whenever you're listening to this? My name is Tommy, and as always, I'm here with my two best friends, Josh. Hey. And Shane. Salutations. How are y'all doing tonight? Uh, Doing good. So, do y'all like ships? Ships? Ship? No, ships. Oh, no. Cruises. <laughs> things like that. Boats. Maritime adventures. Yeah. There's a lot of crazy stuff out in the oceans. Tonight's topic is one that I know we've talked about doing on here at least once or twice, right? Maybe? Yeah. And um, it's the uh, Mary Celeste, which technically it's our first episode but it was it was pretty I don't want to say it was bad <laughs> but it it was uh me and Josh Shane he was like screw you guys we don't I don't want to be a part of this mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and then then he heard it and he was like I'm I'm definitely not going to be a part of this <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah we had to pay him a lot of money to make him 
be part of this. He hates you both guys of have, us. <laughs> you guys have no idea how much we have to pay him in life. <laughs> it's ridiculous. All right. So, look, we are running out of money for beer. Okay. <laughs> so, that's how he deals with us. Yeah. Like, you don't understand. <laughs> but it's it's also where the term uh, mermaid aliens came from was that first episode. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably jump into that a little bit here also. But I want to give you all some backstory. I know, me, like I said, me and Josh talked about it. Um, I cannot remember for the life of me what our conclusions were. Um, so I guess we'll do this fresh. So <clears throat> now the Mary Celeste, like I said, I'm going to give a little bit of backstory. So bear with me because this kind of plays part in how old the ship is and stuff like that, what it was used for. The Mary Celeste, it was launched on May 18th, 1861. It was given the name the Amazon. Well, Amazon. It was registered at Parsboro uh, Port on June 10th, 1861. So for her maiden voyage in June 1861, Amazon sailed to five islands, Nova Scotia, to take on a cargo of timber and passage across the Atlantic to London. So, you know, it can sail cross ocean. The Amazon returned to the Spencer Islands where Captain McLean, her old captain, died on June 19th. Uh, John Nutting Parker took over as captain and resumed the voyage to London. In the course of which Amazon encountered further misadventures, she collided with fishing equipment in the uh, narrows of Eastport, Maine, and after leaving London, ran into and shank and sank shanked it shanked uh, sank a brig in the English Channel. So now Parker remained in command for two years, um, where the Amazon worked mainly in the West Indies trade. She crossed the Atlantic to France in uh, France in November 1861, and in Marsville uh, was the subject of a painting, possibly by some painter that I can't pronounce the name of because I'm not French. But apparently, it was a well-known maritime artist. If anybody wants to look, Hornar de Belleglin up. So now. In 1863, Parker was succeeded by Thomas by William Thompson, who remained in command until 1867. Um, those were quiet years for the Amazon. Um, so, after all that, in October 1867, at Cape Britain Island, the Amazon was driven ashore in a storm and was so badly damaged that her owners abandoned her as a wreck. You know, the reason, you know, there's a lot of misfortune with this ship and that comes into play. On October 15th, she was acquired as a derelict by Alexander McBean of Glace Bay, Nova Scotia. So, and of course, in October 1869, <clears throat> the ship was resized by Hine or uh, Hines creditors and sold to a New York consortium headed by James H. Winchester. So during the next three years, the composition of this consortium changed several times through Winchester 
although Winchester retained at least a half share throughout, um, no record of Mary Celeste's trading activities during this period had been found, so that's all we got. They did some work on her. They increased her tonnage to 282. Um, and on October 29th, 1872, um, the consortium, I'm probably mispronouncing that word, so y'all just make fun of me, was made up of Winchester with six shares and two minor investors with one share apiece, the remaining four of 12 shares being held by the ship's new captain, Benjamin Spooner Briggs. Now, Briggs was born in Warham, Massachusetts. Chuchitz. God, why does that word have to be so hard for me? On April 24th, 1835. He was one of five sons of sea captain Nathan Briggs. Now, all but one of his sons went to sea to become a captain. Um, now, Briggs chose his crew for this voyage with care. First mate Albert G. Richardson uh, was married to a niece of Winchester and had sailed under Briggs before. Second mate Andrew Gilling, aged about 25, was born in New York and was of Danish extraction. That's a weird word for it. Uh, the Stuart newly married Edward William Head uh, was signed on with a personal recommendation from Winchester. The four general seamen were Germans from the uh, Frankish islands. So uh, he took a lot of great pain in picking out the right people for this crew. All right. So... On October 20th, 1872, Briggs arrived at Pier 50 on the East River in New York City to survive the loading of the ship's cargo of 1,701 barrels of alcohol. His wife and infant daughter joined him a week later on Sunday, November 3rd. Briggs wrote to his mother to say that he intended to leave on Tuesday, adding, that our voyage is in beautiful trim, or our vessel is in beautiful trim, and I hope we shall have a fine passage. On Tuesday morning, the Mary Celeste left Pier 50 with Briggs, his wife and daughter, and all the crew members, and moved on to New York Harbor. The weather was uncertain, and Briggs decided to wait for better conditions. He anchored the ship off of Staten Island, where Sarah used the delay to send a final letter to her mother-in-law. Tell Arthur, she wrote, I made great dependence on this letter, on the letters I shall get from him and will try to remember everything that happens on the voyage which he would be pleased to hear. The weather eased and the Mary Celeste left two days later. So, <clears throat> now, while the Mary Celeste was preparing to sail, the Canadian brigantine, D. Gartia, I, I can't pronounce words, laid nearby in Hoboken, New Jersey, waiting for cargo of petroleum. So, now, it set sail. Now, uh, the D. Gartia uh, had reached a position of 38 degrees uh, 20 north, 17 degrees 15 west midway between the Aurora's 
and the coast of Portugal at about 1 p.m. on Wednesday, uh, December 4th, 1872. So Captain Morehouse came on deck and the houndsmen reported a vessel heading unsteadily towards the ship at a distance of about six miles per hour. So I guess about six miles per hour. It just says six miles. The ship's erratic movements and the odd set of her sails led Morehouse to suspect that something was wrong. As the vessel drew close, he could see nobody on deck and he received no reply to signals. He went to his second mate, John Wright, in a ship's, uh, in a ship's boat to investigate. The pair established that it was the Mary Celeste by the name on her stern. They then climbed aboard and found the ship deserted. The sails were partly set and in a poor condition, some missing altogether, and much of the rigging was damaged with ropes hanging loosely over the sides. The main hatch cover was secure, but the fore and lazarette hatches were open. Their covers beside them on the deck, the ship's single lifeboat was a small yawl that had apparently been stowed across the main hatch but was missing while the uh, barnacle housing the ship's um, compass had shifted from its place in its glass cover um, and its glass cover was broken. There were about 3.5 feet of water in the hold, a significant amount but not alarming amount for a ship of this size. So they, um, they found a makeshift sounding rod, uh, which is a device for measuring the amount of water in the hold. Um, that was found abandoned on deck. Uh, they found the ship's daily log in the mate's captain, and its final entry was dated at 8 a.m. on November 25th, nine, mile, nine days earlier. It recorded the uh, Mary Celeste position off Santa Maria Island, or nearly 400 nautical, nautical miles from the point where De Gratia encountered her. Devu saw that the cabin's interiors were wet and untidy from water that had entered through doorways and skylights, but were otherwise were in reasonable order. He found personal items scattered about Briggs's cabin, including a sheathed sword under the bed, but most of the ship's papers were missing along with the captain's navigational equipment. Galley equipment was neatly stowed away. There was no food prepared or under preparation, but there were ample provisions in the stores. There was no obvious signs of fire or violence. The evidence indicated an orderly departure from the ship by means of the missing lifeboat. This is a a big mystery. So some people believe like the crew just disappeared. No one knows what happens. There's been all different types of speculations from pirates, yet there was no sign of you know, pirates would have stole the alcohol. Mutiny where the captain and first mate were murdered, but then the crew would still be there. To such things as underwater earthquakes causing some trembles on the surface, which caused the crew to abandon ship. This this guy, you know, Briggs, comes from a long line of, you know, people at sea. So you would think he would understand some of these issues. Now we get into the supernatural, where people have speculated that they just simply disappeared, went through some type of vortex and vanished um but the thing is is nobody has ever found the you know the people who abandoned ship and it's still a mystery to this day 
So what are your thoughts on it? Don't Google sounding rod. Oh, yeah, that's right. Don't Google sounding rod. (laughs) (laughs) I need information on this. Yeah, go go ahead and Google it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's see if it still brings up the same things. I'm curious. I don't know. Yeah, because it was was a while back. (laughs) And just go straight to images. Don't worry about anything else. Okay, just straight to images. Yeah, it'll show you yeah. exactly what a sounding rod is. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so that's not actually what they found, but pretty good. No. No, it's not. What? I don't, I don't even understand. Why would you do this? I, I don't know. Just don't, don't worry about it. It's... I mean, you might have to order one and find out. It's got to be worth it, right? Does it make noise once you put it in there? I mean, <laughs> just like uh, woo, like little whistling noises. You can you can buy um, ribbed uh, silicone um, penis sounding rods in six different sizes. So, so we need a maritime nautical equipment. I already know what happened to these guys. Yeah, what happened? Vampires. So now it's a it's a well known fact that the uh, vampiric council put a group of vampires on Staten Island uh, about three hundred years ago to take over the country uh, mm-hmm. by the names of Nandor, Naja, and Laszlo, accompanied by Colin Robinson and Guillermo, and they're based out of Staten Island. And so I'm assuming that the you know they saw them hunting or something and uh yeah the vampires had to get rid of the crew which would explain why they're missing they just drained their blood and dropped them in the ocean this is a television show isn't it <laughs> it totally is it sounds like one yeah. it, it is <laughs> is this what we do in the shadows <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Out of all the names I saw, Col- you, I, I could just remember Colin Robinson, so I just Googled that. <laughs> I really figured it'd be supernatural. That's what, uh, it's, <laughs> it's a really good show. <laughs> should watch it. <laughs> I should. Speaking of supernatural, you did mention a name, Tommy, J.H. Winchester. Are we sure? <laughs> Are we sure this isn't a supernatural thing? No, I, I double-checked and made sure. <laughs> um, Wait. One one. Weren't they uh, Winchester brothers? Their mother was named Mary, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't no? know. <laughs> Could be. Well, I mean, I'm 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 sure there's a lot of, you know, anything dealt with mystery or supernatural. They tried. To, yeah, they they tied in a lot. So, <laughs> although, which is weird that they use a cult instead of a Winchester. Beggars can't be choosers, man. Okay. <laughs> Also, um, Santa Maria Island, where is this? That's, that's where you said, right, Santa Maria? Yeah, Santa Maria Island. Where is this island? Because if that you go is... to Google, and like, where is it? If you put in Santa Maria, there's quite a few locations across the world. Yeah. Here. I was going to like cross, I was going to do the maps on this one instead of Shane. I was going to beat him to it. Oh, yeah, I already had Staten mm. Island pulled up. but <laughs> <laughs> Which I know that's where they left, and so they were headed to the... In the 
As Azores. A-Z-O-R-E-S. I even looked up the pronunciation of that word, and yeah, I forgot it. So it's in Portugal? Yeah. So that they're on that side. Okay. And that's like in, damn near in the middle of the damn Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> it's just out there. Yeah. That's why mermaid aliens, man. I want to go. I wonder what it's like to live on one of these little islands. Free. Free? <laughs> Think about it. Who's going to go out there and make sure you pay taxes or anything? They probably forgot about you. All right. <sighs> Wait, so so the Santa Maria, that, that's where they were found? The ship was found? Close. Close to it. Um, and they were... When they left Staten Island, where were they were supposed to be going? Uh, they were supposed to head. Hang on. Uh, they were headed to Italy. So they were going the right direction then. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is Gibraltar a thing in my head that has something to do with missing ships? I don't know. Is there a lot of missions? I know what it's from. Never mind. I know why I'm thinking that. Uh, the movie Ghost Ship. The guy was mm. like, the the ship was was sailing at full speed, and it went straight through the the um, straight through Gibraltar. Hmm. With nobody at the helm, but that was just from the movie. That's not a. That's not a. Uh, that's not relevant. <laughs> it's a beautiful <laughs> place, though. Hey, that's pretty good. That's a narrow gap there. Yeah, it went straight through the straight. That would. That'd be wild. Um, but anyways, not relevant. <laughs> I was kind of hoping there was like a, you know, a little triangle or something over here. There's some ley lines that we might know about. Um. Actually, is that the thirty? Is that the thirty seventh? Ah, that's probably more the thirty eighth, baby. Parallel. I don't know how to make up. How do you make like? Can you make? Can you show the? Uh, I don't want to fuck up our map. I'll do it on my own Google Map. <laughs> um. Yeah, that looks to be more like 42. Yeah. And they get out the globe. <laughs> ah. Doesn't that make life easier when it's like right in front of you? <laughs> like all the technology in the world doesn't doesn't help you when it's like, man, right there. Close enough. Same thing with the triangles. Like right there in Staten Island, you know, there's a lot of disappearances and weird shit that happens right there. Yeah. Uh, you got the Bridgewater Triangle and the Bennington Triangle. And... Yeah. Um, Is there an Atlantic Triangle? Not on our maps. Um, What was the... What was the... Do y'all? I'm the one that talked about it. It was a boat that disappeared because of 
The government's like, we're going to make an invisible boat. Where was that at? Oh. Philadelphia. That was in uh, Philadelphia, yeah. What what was the end goal? What were they going to Portugal for? Well, from what I gathered, they were actually going to um, Italy, Italy, Italy like not Shane Um and uh, just to drop off alcohol. That was it. Oh, that's right. And then, like, yeah, oh, that's that's where the pirates was like, yeah, they don't, yeah, the pirates would have taken the alcohol, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. Now, now, some people believe like with the uh, underwater earthquakes might have rocked the boat enough to knock some of the um, containers open and release noxious fumes into the air. But I mean, I guess that just depends on where they're stored and all that. Didn't we talk about a boat one time that? Lead was a real issue in the boat, and it would have been an issue in this yeah. boat as well, um, right? The HMS Terror. Um, now, of course, this is all before they figured out that um, the canned food. Now, the Terror, I think they canning had just come about, and they used lead rivets, rivets instead of um, like steel or you know, little whatever to seal the cans. Yeah. So. <clears throat> that was causing it to leak lead into the food, and they believe that that was causing like hallucinations and a lot of like lead poisoning and stuff like that it was killing the crew of that. Now, I can't say that you know they were using canned food, no, um, because they're out in essentially fresh water or not fresh water. Um, out in the Atlantic instead of the north, you know, so they would have more access to like fish if need be or anything like that. And they could probably carry more fresh food that would last longer. So, mm-hmm. so I guess that throws, I don't say it throws the theory out the window that lead poisoning was no, a it thing, doesn't. but um, mm-hmm. I mean, we would have to, I don't know if we can get a list of the manifest. Uh, provision manifest. So, yeah. I just don't see like a few waves scaring the entire crew off the ship. You know, <laughs> if the ship was gonna capsize or something, then maybe I could see him being like panicking, you know, and jumping. But mm. you know, if the if in fact it was an earthquake under underwater and um. It, it did rock the boat. It wouldn't have knocked the entire crew off anyways. It would might have knocked maybe a person or two off or something, but mm. yeah, right. I don't know. All right. So I was curious on what, what happened to the ship after, hoping that it would shine some insight. So I see that it was sailed for another 12 years after that and was actually wrecked yep. and stuck in a reef on the coast of Haiti. Yes. Mm-hmm. On purpose. Yeah, insurance fraud. Mm-hmm. Which, looking into it, the guy who did it faced the death penalty for that. Oh, shit. <laughs> Parker was initially charged with willfully casting away the ship, uh, a crime known as uh, barring tea. And at the time, 
uh, carried the death penalty. So, yeah, he faced the death penalty for that. All right. Uh, okay. So, I know we've questioned like what what happened to this family, what happened on this trip, but you had referenced you know people dying connected to it, and then we see like this guy gets executed for insurance fraud. Well, he he got set free. He got set free. I read more into it. Yeah. Well, they dropped it. In any case, it still met an unfortunate end. Like, mm-hmm. do any reason the ship would have been cursed at some point in the past? I mean, uh, no evidence of somebody putting a curse on it. But I mean, there's there's nothing that says that someone didn't, or yeah. maybe wood that they harvested to make the ship. Or even, you know, to extend the ship, um, could have come from uh, Native American burial lands or sacred lands and stuff like that and could be cursed in of itself, you know? Yeah, that could have easily been, you know, in those times, safety regulations really weren't up to par like they are today. And building something like that, I'm sure quite a few people passed away or or something like that. And Mm -hmm. any... Any lover, mom, sister, brother, whatever, could have been like, I'm cursing this ship to, you know, whatever. Whoever's on this ship's going to hell or whatever. You know, whatever it's going to be. But mm. And in, in fact, there are superstitions around the fact if someone dies on not just like a shipyard working on a ship, but even buildings and stuff, a lot of people will consider it cursed, you know. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. And shoot, even could have been built out of the wrong kind of wood back in the day, assuming it's a wooden ship. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it It's more likely a wooden ship, yeah. Now, when you say alcohol, so just another question on that, because you said something like it could have put off fumes. Is this not mm-hmm. like drinking alcohol? All it said was alcohol. Um, I didn't get a thing if, if it was drinking alcohol or uh, you know, um, type of anesthetic alcohol. So I'm guessing more on what, you know, some, I know some alcohols can let out a certain fume, uh, during fermentation. So I don't know, maybe they put it in there to ferment, finish fermenting during the voyage. Hmm. So see, I looked up barrels of industrial strength. That doesn't sound like something you would drink. Probably not, but no, it's the 1870s. Yeah, industrial strength. I mean, I'd try it, but... (laughs) (laughs) What if... Now, I'm going to go non-paranormal for a change. What if it was pirates? They get on there, and they're like, oh, alcohol. And they all took some drinks and then, like, died. And like, what the kind of alcohol is this? And they were so pissed that they just took everybody. And that's why the alcohol wasn't taken, because... Their captain, you know, sitting up there in, you know, Blackbeard fashion. He's like, Aha, I'm drinking your alcohol, and he just drops dead. And the crew's yeah. like, shit. <laughs> yeah, but wouldn't they leave the bodies on the ship? Okay. The pilot. Not the pilot. What do you call people that drive ships? The captain. <laughs> the captain. Yeah. So he was the only one that knew how to drive their ship, and they're like, well, shit, we need you guys, and we might as well take all of you so we, we don't have to work. So kind of like enslave them. And... Mm-hmm cruised off now wouldn't they try to sell that alcohol anyways find some type of black market for it 
for industrial strength alcohol. So I'm assuming I like mean, a solvent. Like wh- who are pirates going to sell paint thinner to? Oh, yeah. I don't know. There's a, there's a black market for everything, my friend. For paint thinner? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they take it on as their cargo and then just sell it to an industrial paint supplies or something. <laughs> Could be a trade thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this picture of all these old 1800s pirates like walking up like, hey, we got some industrial solvent for you. Uh, <laughs> They put on their disguises, their their suits and ties, and <laughs> <laughs> but they don't take their hats off. <laughs> That's how you know they're not terribly bad pirates. Yeah, <laughs> we're the good kind. Straight out of a Scooby Doo episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's kind of reminiscent of like, um, what is it? Um, certain movies and video games where you see the criminals, they wind up hijacking something that normally wouldn't be of much use. And they always go and find a buyer for it. You know, there's always a buyer for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had said too, so the log book, they could see the Santa, Santa Maria wasn't that what it was called. Mm-hmm. So oh. they were, you know, in, inside of it. And they made sure to log that. What if they were just like, how? Okay, first, first, let me ask you that. How many people were in the crew? Did it mention like a specific number? Uh, let me see here. Uh, so Briggs, his wife and daughter, and seven crew members. Okay, so relatively small crew. So what if it was this whole like we want to leave our old life behind? Because it seems kind of uncharacteristic that his wife and kid came on this journey to start with. Hang on one second. Sound like somebody was yelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, when we had talked about this kind of back in the day, uh, when, we, when we talked about it, I remember us talking about that too, and I thought it was odd that, uh, you know, that the wife and child came along. Like, Why? Why? Mm-hmm. Unless they had planned on living their life in Italy, I guess well, could be the thing. But what if they planned on a, like a vacation? That was a way for them to do a vacation. Um. So, so do they own the ship? Well, he he owned shares in it. He owned the other twelve shares of that ship. Yeah, so he owned most of it. Mm-hmm. So let me sign here. Okay, Winchester. Um had six shares and two minor investors had one share apiece. The remaining four of the 12 shares held by the ship's crew was Benjamin Schooner Briggs. So not complete ownership, Mm. but you said by, by the crew. And I still like even vacation or anything. So they, where they had set off, it seems like it would have made more sense because no, they left Staten Island, but didn't they come across the Atlantic before that? Oh, they, they, I think they've made several trips to and from across the Atlantic, but that was back when it was the Amazon. Uh, okay, gotcha. I think that's where I was confused. I forgot that it had changed hands again mm-hmm. once it got over here. Yeah, so, um, yeah. 
My, my thought was maybe they, you know, just wanted to disappear, start a new life. Maybe they get got into some debt with such a small crew. Maybe they were tight knit, got into some trouble. I mean, that's that's not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, it was brought up that it could have been insurance fraud. You know, that was one thing that they said. But I mean, with that all that would the... be hilarious <laughs> if it was. And then later there were like the curse is just for insurance fraud. <laughs> I think everybody who gets it, it's like ah, I gotta commit insurance fraud. <laughs> that's that's a beautiful curse, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. One of punishment is death. I don't know how beautiful that is. You well, know. <laughs> that's a fun way to kill everybody off, and no way for it to point back to you because it puts it, yeah. the blame on the person in charge of the ship. Yeah, but but who gets the check? Who gets the check? Oh, uh, I guess the people who. Technically, on the ship, you're supposed to get the check, right? But if you're a partial owner and then you're killed off, you just disappear. Maybe it's like, hey, hey, hey we're gonna do this, and then I'll come back and get my money. That'd be the only way they could get away with it. Hmm. Yeah, you make a good point. So, like, so these seven people, so the crew is probably part of this insure insurance right like they are insured the crew is missing mm-hmm. because and then the delivery isn't made so then the other eight share owners get a payout right now, yeah now think about this a couple of the crew members were personally picked by winchester the guy who owned majority shares in the ship friends no mm. So they took them out. No one was ever heard from again, right? Of all seven crew yeah, members. Yeah, nobody, nobody was heard from again. That's that's why it's the big mystery. But 1800s, it was probably really easy to disappear. Yeah, I think maybe at that time there might have been two, maybe two billion people on the planet. If that many. Okay. So it was insurance fraud for the, you know, Winchester. <laughs> His people took out the other guys, the Briggs and his family, went and got their cut and disappeared. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm supposed to shoot the bus driver. (laughs) (laughs) What if that is what happened? What if they did kill everybody off except for the people that Winchester picked? Like, get out on the lifeboat, get to where you're going, and boom, 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 boom. Everybody's dead. Yeah. That was kind of messed up if you killed an infant child, in my opinion. Like, well, yeah. It hasn't stopped it. people before. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that word. Before. Before. <laughs> and then that would make sense. Did Winchester still have ownership 12 years later when the insurance fraud was committed again? I don't think so. I think he sold it at that time. Um, that would have been like boom, like unsolved cases level. Here. If that was the case, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, of course, it went through a hearing. Um, so, uh, for insurance fraud and stuff like that. Um, so in February, so they it did wind up selling the uh, sold the ship at a considerable loss to a partnership in New York uh, of a New York businessman. 
I gave no name of the New York businessman. Uh, so, and then of course, the Mary Celeste mainly sailed the West Indies and the Indian Ocean routes, uh, regularly losing money. And ship news. She was reported at the island of St. Helena. That was in 1817. I'm trying to see. Uh, well, just that alone, kind of the loss of money. I mean, I, it, it, I wonder if that goes back to our curse theory. Like, you know, this ship will never do well. Yeah. It'll never, you know. And yep. then that would that would make somebody commit insurance fraud. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh. You, lo- you lost a lot of money on your ship and just. Check, check this out. Check this out. Um, like I said, she was reported in the island of St. Helena where she had called to seek medical assistance for her captain, Edgar uh, Tuthill, who had fallen ill. Tuthill died on the island, encouraging the idea that the ship was cursed. Hmm. Uh, He was her third captain to die prematurely. Hmm. So, and then in February 1880, the owners sold the Mary Celeste to a partnership of Bostonians headed by... Wisley Gov, a new captain, Thomas L. Flinning, remained in the post until when he was replaced by Parker, the guy who did the insurance fraud. Mm. Um, So that was 1880, and they wrecked it in 84. So mm -hmm. it wasn't long after that. Yeah. So it was probably, um, probably still losing money. Yeah, he, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it keeps it says right here. Uh, there's no records of her voyages during this time, although Brian Hicks, in his study of the affair, asserted that uh, Gove um, tried to make uh, tried hard to make a success of her. So yeah, he just yeah, just kept losing money. Hmm. So, I want. I wonder if. Let's just go a little further into the paranormal side of things, aside from the curse, because hmm. I'm really aiming at that curse. That curse sounds like that might be what we're after. Um, or insurance fraud. Insurance fraud film. That sounds really plausible too. <laughs> we both. are a paranormal podcast, yeah. Both, <laughs> but what if? And, and this is this goes back to the uh, the Philadelphia experiment that I was talking about. You know, that was talked about in the one episode. What if something similar to that happened, where this ship somehow um, crossed the veil or or whatever, and the crew just never returned from that comeback? Um, you've you see the stories of, uh, or hear stories of, of, um, seamen seeing the green light from when the sun goes down. It mm-hmm. is, I think it's actually part of, um, what's that, what's that movie? Uh, Johnny Depp. Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. I couldn't think of it, but he, they made a joke about flipping the ship over, right? And that was kind of the, kind of the same idea, except going through a portal versus turning your ship over. Mm. Um, but what if something like that happened, that green flash happened when the sun goes down? Cause that is a real thing that happens when you're on the open ocean. 
Um, and it has something to do with light reflection off the ocean or whatever. I don't know. But um, what if that happened? What if they went through a veil, through a portal, through something, and just they, the crew never came back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that, like I said, there that is one theory. Like they went through a vortex or something, and then, like, like you said, it just sailed through. And then came back through and the crew was gone. Yeah. So are we yeah. going to go off and say mermaid alien stole them in the vortex? Yeah. Could be. It, it, when they found the ship, was it full sail? Mm-mm. No, the sails were, as they put it, let me see here. Yeah, only like partially up and yeah, somewhere in bad shape. Yeah, it was yeah, making erotic okay. well, maybe movements I don't... and uh, the odd set of her erotic sails. movements. Huh? <laughs> oh baby, <laughs> not erotic, erratic. I, I could see Tommy looking at some like old wooden ship porn, and he's like, "Ooh, that's an ex- erotic ship. Sail for me, baby." Man, look at the I bow could... on this one. <laughs> I like the way your sails flap. You're very stern. <laughs> Want to get on that poop dick? <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're in it on that one. Though. No poop deck talk, Shane. No poop deck talk. <laughs> this is a family friendly podcast. You can always use the sounding rod. <laughs> Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> By the way, what that does is measure the amount of water in the bottom of the boat. <laughs> That's what a sounding rod is for. <laughs> if you Google, <laughs> marrying Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe maybe that half-sail, half-mass thing doesn't support the theory of passing the portal i would think if they were full sail maybe that would mm. make me believe that that possibly would happen but i don't know i guess you could just sail through it even if the sails weren't up but yeah it's yeah. there any reason i don't know a lot about sailing but I, why would you take the sails da- sails down at all while sailing is there a reason or should they well, always be fully I, engaged i don't i don't know because we live in mississippi so the amount of sailing i've done is like this big uh, <clears throat> probably to reduce speed. Um, whereas full sails you would go faster because you're catching more wind. Half sails, uh, yeah, I think it helps with turning also. Yeah, and of course I'm going yeah, off video game logic, a... so <laughs> yeah, it may just be to uh, maybe the only half mass at night, maybe. so they don't just smack into something. Maybe. Um, but I'm not sure, you know. Yep. I'm no sailor. Me neither. <laughs> Although I always wanted to be on a boat like that. Well, not the Mary Celeste because it's cursed, but um, some type of like pirate boat or something like that that'd sail across the ocean. I thought that'd be pretty yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. I'm on a boat and I'm going fast and Speaking of I which... got a nautical theme, flash me to Afghan. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Speaking of which, have you seen where they've come out with new ways for moving ships? It's called a kite. So it catches the wind and pulls the ship along. 
Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Also sounds racist. What? <laughs> that's what it's called. <sighs> I'll take that part out. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I thought he said kite. I'm like, how was that? Wait. <laughs> it's a children's toy. Yeah. But but yeah, I just find it I find it funny that we've went from sailing to powered diesel engines back to essentially sailing. Yeah. Now kites are supposed to be a little bit more efficient than sails, so like when it grabs the wind it's actually gonna pull and it'll be able to move these big heavier ships than a sail would. Hmm. More cursed ships. But not to totally, you know, I I think the portal's still possible as if there were things in there that interacted with them. Yeah. That did, you know, change up the sails and... Hmm. You would just think there'd be some sign of struggle, some blood, something. Yeah, and they, yeah. there was nothing, no sign of violence or anything, I, you know. Even with the mermaid aliens, I think you'd you'd have something. No, right? she they caressed come to me and then they jumped in the water. They're not sirens, Tom. <laughs> Same thing. They're not sirens. Anyways. <laughs> so um <clears throat> Now, a lot of people do think that they, since they had a makeshift sounding rod, um, they misread the depth of the water. And even though they only had like three, what is that, 3.75 feet of water in the hole, uh, like it's not a big deal because a lot of ships, especially back then, you would get water in. In fact, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, some ships later on would actually take in water and let pump water out as buoyancy to help with Mm. buoyancy. So if it was listing to one side and of course listing means it's leaning to one side, they would flood one compartment to bring it back around, you know, and they would bring it level. So, um, they still do that today mm. with all the ships they have these days. (laughs) So, that's to make people scared when you go on your next cruise. Just think, parts of the boat are being flooded with water. Yeah, <laughs> is that why that one fell on its side a few years back? You remember that? It's a possibility. Yeah, <laughs> they just yeah, I think the too pumps failed on it. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> you you want to yeah. hear a messed up story about a maritime accident that's besides the Titanic or whatever? Oh, there was, yeah, a, I was fixing to make a joke. Oh. <laughs> There was a ferry outside of uh, South Korea going to an island with a bunch of students that wound up capsizing. And like a lot of people, like a lot of the students died and stuff. I think pretty much everybody on board died except for like a handful of people. The captain and crew got out. But yeah, yeah. it's it's really messed up. Um, so you should look into that. But. But yeah, so, but you would think with them having knowledge, this guy, his dad was a captain, everybody but like two of his brothers were at sea. Um, obviously, he spent a lot of time on boats in the, you know, on the sea and stuff like that. You would think that they would know how to read or at least make 
a good sounding rod, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because when you look up an actual maritime sounding rod, it really just looks like a measuring stick. Yeah, that's essentially all it is. It's just yeah. a measuring. So measuring stick. I mean, it just folds, and you just, you know. Uh, oh, you can buy one of those special ones on Amazon. I see. It's in here with the Marantine ones. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah, so. All right, so someone made it that wasn't Briggs. So I'm going to alter your mermaid aliens mm-hmm. and say it was an aquatic Sasquatch. I mean, we <laughs> know that easily. Sounds like we're making bets here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I see your mermaid aliens. <laughs> I'll rage you an aquatic Sasquatch. <laughs> but we, we've we talked about the aliens sending the Sasquatches to take people, right? Yeah. And we've talked like they might have experimented and made different types of Sasquatches, right? So yeah. now let's say there's an aquatic Sasquatch that took these people and it's like, okay, you know, let me sh- sail this ship somewhere. You know, let's, let's do whatever we're going to do with this ship. And they're not sailors, and then notice the water in the bottom, and they're like, oh, man. But they knew enough to make a sounding rod and tested it, and they're like, no, there's no saving this. Let's, let's just bail and jumped off the ship and <laughs> swam, swam away. But now here's the real question. Do you think aquatic Sasquatches are in love with mermaid aliens? The mermaid aliens are their commanders. Mm-hmm. You can't deny love. Well, I mean, your aquatic Sasquatch is not out of the realm of possibilities. We just talked about a semi-aquatic Sasquatch. We did. Right? Yeah, we did. We just did. Mm-hmm. We just did Honey Island Swamp Monster. Mm-hmm. Y'all should go check that out. You should. Mm-hmm. Oh, how scary would an aquatic Sasquatch be? A lot scarier than a fucking shark. <laughs> you could punch the shark in the nose and it'll go away. Mm-hmm. Sasquatch gonna be there. <laughs> punch me! <laughs> There you go. Mystery solved. <laughs> yeah. Stamp of approval. <laughs> I wish I could remember what all we had talked about the original time we talked about this. I don't know. I remember how mermaid aliens got brought up because we were like, you think it was mermaids? And I was like, aliens or something. And then it just wound up becoming mermaid aliens. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. I wish we still had the audio at the Man. Uh, well, y'all ready for some final thoughts? Even though Shane probably gave his with the aquatic Sasquatches. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure Shane's first statement was his final thoughts. <laughs> Vampires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you've ever seen the show, that's totally something that would go down in it. <laughs> no. <laughs> they have uncovered our true identities. <laughs> and then it's a bunch of hijinks and... Uh, they make a whole series of them just being on the boat. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's just one episode. They they take care of it all. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Series in this season. But <clears throat> all right, well, Josh, do you want to hit us up with your final thoughts? Yeah. Um, I'm kind of on the fence whether this was insurance fraud or <laughs> a cursed ship. Maybe both. 
Maybe the curse caused the insurance fraud. Who really knows? I, I, that that sounds plausible. Because mm-hmm. if I bought a ship and it wasn't doing shit, I would probably insurance fraud it too. Um, confessions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I think that's what I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with. Possibly just a curse ship. This curse ship was causing too many problems, and and the failure of of producing any kind of money later on in its life is grounds for the insurance fraud so I think that's what I'm going to go with but definitely a curse ship oh and the people disappearing pirates pirates got them (laughs) I mean that could be true maybe they got out on the lifeboat were trying to get away from the insurance fraud and they got picked up by pirates yeah Mm -hmm. no blood on the ship really makes me think that they either walked off the ship were beamed off the ship by a tractor beam from an alien spaceship or pirates. Mm. And the times, pirates. <laughs> yeah, because I know one theory was they got eaten by giant squids. But, again, there was no damage. So, All right. But, yeah, that's my final thoughts. Mm. Shane, you're going to stick with your aquatic Sasquatch? As much as I want that to be it, I don't I don't think it is. Now, I do want to explore the aquatic Sasquatch at some point, but uh, do some research. Maybe there's been a sighting of a hairy half mermaid thing. <laughs> that stinks. But now I'm 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 gonna stick with paranormal. I was with Josh, like I'm borderline, like this is just people, but with the three different captains that died and then the people getting caught with it, like, I do think it's cursed. I, I think being built, you know, looking up Nova Scotia was definitely, you know, there were indigenous people there that got colonized. Uh, and not long after, you know, the ship is getting built, you know, it could have been from trees on sacred land, you know, I don't, don't know, but you know, it, it, I think there's something there. And the reason I think, so, because it, it went on all these voyages, and to be back close, you know, Staten Island, pretty close to Nova Scotia, if there was some sort of recharging of it, you know, it was back close to its homeland, and so it it ramped up and did what it did to these people. Uh, man, as far as what happened to it, it's it's because of the curse, but I... I would almost be inclined to say that they just kind of walked off the ship. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, no really rhyme or reason to it uh, with being no struggle, no, no real signs of anything. It's, it's hard for me to think pirates, Sasquatch, mermaid aliens. It's, Mm. I think they just straight up walked off the damn thing. Yeah. Uh, That doesn't explain the sounding rod, but maybe, that is where a pirate came into play. And they were like, oh, you know, they went on board. It was abandoned. They're like, we can't drink this alcohol. It's got water in it. Uh, Whatever. Let's just leave this. It's not worth it. But I think the biggest reason it makes me think it's cursed because it was only on the water for 23 years. That's a really short amount of time for a ship like that. So it was just, it was destined to fail Mm. from the, from the start. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm inclined to agree with you, Shane, on that last part. Like the fact that it was just 
doomed to fail and with both of y'all on the fact that it's it's cursed in some way you know um be it the fact it couldn't bring money it was just a bad ship in general uh for whatever reason and like Josh said maybe that brought on the uh insurance fraud couldn't make money sinking you know mm-hmm. um everybody saying the gain and who knows? You know, maybe the family and all that, that maybe why he brought his family disappear too. You know, like maybe I'm tired of the world. Um, yeah. But then again, I I do know people would set sail on boats that they had stake in or owned or helped build or whatever and use them as vacations. Go there, come back. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who built the Titanic was known for that. Well, he didn't use it as a vacation. He always went on their maiden voyage to New York and back and he hated it. He loved he loved Ireland too much. Um, <laughs> he did. He told somebody um, on the Titanic, they noted him saying um, he hated the ship because every um, every mile took him further away from Ireland. Um, oh, yeah. But And his family. So, um, yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but then, like you said, you know, later on, they wrecked it purposely to get insurance money. So, Baby, all in all, bad investment, cursed ship. Who knows? You know, I think it's something we'll never know. Hmm? One thing real quick uh, that further pushes me to the cursed thing was even though the insurance thing happened, somebody got paid at some point for this ship being whatever, but they still had to sell the ship at a loss or have the, the money that they did have was just not near the money that they would have been making on a ship that with the cargo hold as big as it was. So, yeah, I think that further just, I just want to throw that out. That further pushes me to the curse of that ship. Mm. Like you will never get anything good out of this ship. Mm. Now, nothing but heartache. I know one thing we haven't talked about with the curse is what about the curse of a human natural curse? Like they built the ship a certain way. Maybe it was too slow all that and that's what made it cursed in a more oh, I don't want to say natural yeah normal yeah I see what you're saying yeah so you have that curse on it sales didn't quite sit right or something you know mm-hmm. which that explains the financial loss but not the uh, the deaths yeah yeah mm-hmm. my ship's too slow and then they just die I don't see what happened <laughs> Well, you know, <laughs> good if you're trying to get to the port. Like, oh, I'm having a heart attack. I need to get to. <laughs> How far yeah. away are we? Two hundred miles. Oh, I don't know if we're gonna make it. <laughs> um, but, <clears throat> but yeah. So I guess that's where we're at. We're pretty much all semi agreement on everything, uh, especially the curse. So. But as always, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I jumped way ahead of everything. Uh, <laughs> if y'all liked and enjoyed the uh, this episode, um, hit that like button, rate us, tell us how awesome of a job we're doing. If you enjoy us, you know, uh, follow us on social media, Facebook, check out our YouTube channel. Oh, Facebook and Twitter. Check out our... Do, do I call it Twitter now or do I call it X? 
you call it the Mary Celeste because everybody's abandoning that shit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Are we ever going to go to threads? Are we going to go to threads now? Is that... Maybe. We're we're going to go back to just sending our updates in the mail. <laughs> Facts that shit. Sign up on our, our mailing list. <laughs> Every day you get like 30 uh like letters and all handwritten. Uh <laughs> I'd actually like that. Like some old school fan mail. That would be cool, huh? But we send it to our fans. How awesome would that be? Bro, we're only 3 people. <laughs> I don't know sure. how many fans we got. No, but, we make yeah. one handwritten and we just scan it. <laughs> oh. You know, change names. <laughs> Cheat the system, I see. Yeah. Insurance fraud. <laughs> I knew what you were all about. Man, you got to think ahead. <laughs> all right. Burn this motherfucker <laughs> down. <clears throat> and in this show, in the show. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, <laughs> um, so, yeah, check out our uh, Etsy shop if you want some of our cool merchandise. And check out the YouTube channel where you can watch all of our paranormal investigations and other crazy videos we've done. And as always, let us know what you think. <laughs> <laughs>